When you retire, you may get a chance to go to football heaven. This is football heaven. Hey guys, welcome to The Mission. I'm your host, Jameer Howerton. And as always, we have a great show for you today. And as you can see, I'm reporting inside the Black College Football Hall of Fame Gallery, where this year's class has been announced. And over the course of these next podcasts, we're going to get a chance to meet members from this year's Black College Football Hall of Fame 2022 class. And joining me today is the pride of Grambling State University, Minnesota Vikings legend, Mr. Sammy White is joining us right here on the mission. Welcome to the mission, sir. How y'all doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Well, first and foremost, congratulations to you. What does this honor mean, Mr. White, when you receive the notice that you're going to be in this year's class? What did that mean to you and your family? Well, the first thing is to make my wife smile and you know, she was school teacher, so you know, school teacher fuss. So she's been fussing about this for a minute. <laughs> but, she's been she, she's been fussing in the sense that you deserve to be in this class. There you there you go. <laughs> and you know, uh, she's one of the people. You know, other people was pushing, and she one of the people out front pushing too. But it means so much to me because you know, everybody want to have a legacy, especially when you don't play sports and stuff. And you know. I do have so many things that have happened to me in sports, but this one uh, enshrined me forever. And you know, when I have my kids have kids and they have kids, there'll be uh, a place where they can come and say, this is my father, this is my grandfather, this is my great grandfather. That's so right, we're inside, we're, we're here in the gallery. And as you can see, a lot of these men, I'm standing right next to Mr. Whitson Hill and who is dear, dear to my heart because I got a chance to meet him. He played for the New York Jets and he was inducted into last year's class and he's here and you're going to be in this room amongst some of the great people. I mean, in Canton, Ohio at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Do you get chills when you think of it? Yes. You know, um, people uh, before me, you know, like, uh, James Harris, um, you know, when I was in junior high, uh, he came and took me to a Gremlin game and, you know, uh, I fell in love with black college football at that time. And at that time too, we had, where well, they had, uh, Eddie Robinson show come on every Sunday morning and I'm, I'm, I'm dressing for church and going to be late. My mom about to <laughs> throw something at me. But I want to see that uh, Eddie Robson show, which, you know, it just hyped me up, just made me want to be in Grambling <laughs> at an well, early age. Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Why Grambling and what did it mean for you to attend a historical black college such as Grambling? Well, you know, when I came out of high school, uh, I mean, I was a high school All-American uh, as a receiver. And, you know, scholarships was coming from everywhere. And, you know, it was like time Eddie Robinson walked through that door of my, my living room, it was over. Uh, I was ready to sign on the dotted line. And, you know, you, there's so many life lessons that you learn when you uh, go to an institution like that. Uh, you know, you hit a campus and, you know, it's like you, don't know them, don't know people, but you know, a couple of friends might go there with you. 
But after a few months there, it's like everybody on campus welcome you and, and, and get to know you. And then, you know, going to class and everything, your professors want to know your first name, want to know what you're doing. It's just a, a great family relationship. You said James Shaq Harris. Wow. What do you recall watching him? And you, you said the legendary Eddie Robinson, you know, those fond memories of those two great men who, who truly built the foundation of Grambling State football. What did it mean to just be in their, in their midst and to get to know those two men? Well, first of all, Jane Harris and I is from the same neighborhood. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're from the same neighborhood. So, you know, um, it would, he been someone that kept up with me and I kept up with him, you know, at a young age and, you know, when, even when he was in high school, uh, I was probably in junior high something I, on Friday evening, I want to jump on a bus and get over there to see their gang and everything. And, you know, over the years, we just developed a, a friendship that, you know, still lasts and care on this day. But um, to play for Coach Robinson, you know, it's hard to put it in words because, mm -hmm. you know, uh, the one first thing he going to preach to you is, uh, you know, you didn't just come here to play football. You know, mm. you came to get an education. And then um, he won't say, um, we want you to come here as a young man. But when, we, when you leave here, we want you to be a full grown man. And those kind of lessons stick with you for uh, the rest of your life. Wow, that's amazing. And you had a chance to cross paths with quarterback Doug Williams. What was it like playing with him? And what, what, was, what, what made him so special, Mr. White? Well, uh, first of all, we had to teach him how to throw the football. He didn't know, <laughs> he didn't know but one way to throw, and that was hard. <laughs> so uh, I got to play with him uh, my senior year. And the um, thing about it, once, you know, we tell him, you know, we can beat our guys, but if you throw that ball line drive all the time, it's hard to make that adjustment. But once he learned how to, you know, have that touch on the ball, she became a hyphen trophy candidate. But uh, it was it, it was fun playing with him, and you know, we friend all through the lead, and and every time we played against each other, you know, it was just good karate, then, and he was one of the. Best quarterbacks I ever played with. I got to ask you, you know, about some of the fond memories of the games that you played at Grambling. But I really got to go to the classic because here at the Pro Football Hall of Fame, we're entering our third year with the, the Black College Football Hall of Fame classic. You can speak to playing in those legendary classics. Tell us about mm. them. Well, you know, a classic is, is just something special, you know between the bands and the fans. Uh, it's just so much excitement going on. Um, you know, when you just come on the field and, you know, just start looking around and then we get close to game time, the bands crank up, you know. You know, I would say us as black people, <laughs> something just get us going. And that was definitely one thing, get me going and keep me going. And uh, hope that at the end of the day, we put on a show for the fans and hope the band enjoyed it too because they always entertained us. You know, before we dive in and talk about how you uh, were drafted, 
in the second round, 54th overall by the Minnesota Vikings. How did Gramlin prepare you for the next level? Well, um, like you say, um, guys, we always had so many guys um, playing professional football. And in the offseason, those guys would come back to Gramlin and work out with us in the spring. And, you know, they teach us so much. So mm -hmm. um, we kind of have a head start. But, you know, every day at practice at, at Gremlin, I mean, it was a serious competition, you know, between one-on-one uh, -on -one with the defensive back and everything. No one want to lose. But um, it, it makes you work hard and understand the value. Uh, if you want to get something, how hard you got to work. You know, Mr. White, uh, we're, we're, we're in April and um, we're, we're approaching the NFL draft. And, and if you want to relive those moments with us, what was that process like for you when you were being drafted? You know, um, the, the funnest part of it is, it's like I heard from every team in the league, but the Minnesota Vikings. And, you know, uh, we don't have things go at ground where people sit around, sit around waiting on the draft and everything, and it don't happen for them and, you know, make for them to have a miserable day. So uh, on draft day for me, I was just moving around campus and someone uh, told me I had to go to the athletic office. I was hanging around the student union and say they believe you've been drafted. So <laughs> I didn't sit and wait. I just was hoping and praying that I would. And uh, once I did, got got that phone call and talked to Mr. Grant, uh, it was a big relief for me. What was and it like? Walk oh, go ahead. And, and the next thing I was doing was calling my mom. <laughs> and, 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 and my wife, uh, you know, we high school sweetheart, and she attended Gramlin too. So, you know, I had to let her in on it too. Wow. What was it like day one walking in that locker room? Um, you know, you you speak of the competition about how other players will come back to Gramlin and kind of coach you guys up on the ins and outs. But for you, it seems like you walked in that locker room and you hit the ground running. Well, uh, like I say, you know, um, by having Shaq them uh, in the neighborhood and then coming back to ground and everything, you know, they they prepared me. Um, you know, when I went to Minnesota, you know, it wasn't all good because uh, mm. uh, I almost was psyching myself out because I was um, concentrating so hard on these professional defensive back and that I got the find a way that I can win on my routes with the defensive back. And, and uh, I'd be winning on the route, but I wasn't catching the ball. And, mm. you know, uh, one of the good part was we playing six preseason games at that time. And um, um, six preseason Six preseason games. <laughs> but I, 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 I had I to did. pause there for a second, like six preseason <laughs> games. By the time you guys got to the season, you were worn out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, but I needed them because um, mm. uh, uh, Bud started me what about the fourth preseason game, and, and I got in game, and you know was winning again defensive back, but dropping balls again, and uh, they pulled me out the game, and then uh, actually the last preseason game, he said, well, "Okay, you gonna start again?" So I started and ended up catching the winning touchdown. And from that point on, I was good. 
Um, wow. I did a, I did a Zoom call with Minnesota uh, a couple months ago, and uh, Bud Grant was on the call, and I asked Bud, I said, Bud, I was dropping all them balls and stuff. How did you keep me? Why didn't you cut me? And he told me, say, uh, you was my pick. I said, oh, Lord, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but then you go on. I know you were, you were dealing with trials and tribulations early on, but you won Rookie of the Year, and then you had back-to-back -back Pro Bowls. So you well, something must have clicked for you. Yeah, like I say, when you put me back in and I caught the winning touchdown, uh, you know, I was good from that point on. You know, it's, I guess it's going to say wasn't no stopping me, so I was good. <laughs> wow. Now you had the opportunity, your quarterback, to play with Pro Football Hall of Famer Fran Tarkington. Did you realize early on that this was going that Fran was going to be a Hall of Famer? I mean, what did what what was it like being in the huddle with him and in and around the locker room? Um, it was great because uh, you know, even even when Fran, when I got to uh, the Vikings and stuff, uh, I think he felt you know that I had good hands because he would pull me to the side a lot and just. Throw balls and throw balls and throw balls hard as he could at me. And, you know, I just be catching it like it ain't no problem. And wow. uh, I think he had more confidence in me than I did at the beginning. But um, when it's all said and done, Fran, you know, he, he's just a great character, but he's a hard playing football player and he was very, very intelligent and smart on that field. Uh, a lot of time we'd be in the huddle and the uh, offensive coordinator sent in a play and Fran would say, that ain't no work. We're going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> usually when he say we're doing this, he's usually right. Wow. Wow. And also another HBCU fellow brother that you had the chance to play with, the first African-American punter, Greg Coleman. What was it like having him in, in, in and around the locker room? Oh, Greg was great because, uh, uh, you know, I had been in league probably three three years before Greg came okay. over to anyway. But anyway, I had never seen a punter that can direct kick and and he came out there with barrels in the corner of the football field and kicking in the ball going in the barrels. I mean, he was doing some amazing things. And, and he did, and it lasted for a good long time. And he deserved to wow. be where he is. Wow. You know, it's just doing the research. You know, you were a part of the, the fabric in Minnesota and, and really, it really bringing them back to Super Bowl, not saying Super Bowl glory, but their fourth Super Bowl appearance. You were part of that and, and, and listed as one of the greatest 50th, 50 Viking players of all time. Like, so that hard work, everything that you learned along the course of your career, which started way before Grambling with your family, but however, with Grambling, what does that say to you? Like, how does that, when you sit back and kind of just reminisce, because I'm looking at that picture right behind you, and I see uh, that young fellow in, in that Minnesota Vikings, you know, in your uniform, you know, do you pinch yourself sometimes and go, wow, you know, this was an amazing career, my legacy. Yeah, well, you know, it's, kind of had to go back to my parents, you know, which, you know, both of them are deceased now. And and, and truthfulness, uh, I can't give my mom enough hugs and kisses simply because of the fact uh, when I was in high school, you know, 
summertime, you know, young, don't really know no better. And they've been through a, a, a tough, tough training and stuff. And we was going through this tough training and workout for summer. And um, I decided, um, me and my friend, <laughs> we decided this is too tough. We weren't going to play no more. So we just say we're going throw to it, throw it in the towel. Mm. But, and then um, we was hanging out at, at my house. And before we know it, the bus pulled up in front of the house and people started running there wearing the coat and say, ho, ho, get yourself on this bus. And um, they were getting ready to load up and um, everybody was on the bus except me and, and one of the guys say, well, uh, they called me June, say June not on the bus. And I was hiding out in the attic. And then my <laughs> mom, when the coach came back, to the knocked on the door and told my mom that I wasn't on the bus and she wants to Mr. All-America, you want to play football? Come on down. So if you start something, you're not gonna quit. So when it, when she put me in that situation, it was no quitting. And mm. uh, I was gonna try to do the best and be the best I could from that point on. And, you know, some of the escalade that is coming my way, you know, I know she would be proud and it do make me feel good and uh, excited. And, you know, it's just a wonderful thing. Mr. White, are you going to feel tears of joy come Juneteenth when you put on that black jacket and you see that emblem, Black College Football Hall of Famer? All I know, I've been trembling ever since they announced uh, <laughs> uh, I was being elected. Uh, you know, it's one of them things, you know, it's going to be – uh, a feeling that come over you. I mean, I got a feeling now. So I know mm -hmm. in, in that moment, it's going to be even a bigger deal. And, you know, I'm going to handle it. I can't say because um, I can't cry. <laughs> yeah. Well, them tears are going to carry over to Labor Day weekend when you and your family come here in Canton, Ohio, and you see your, your plaque up here in in this gallery, along with being announced on the football field at Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium, the new class. And and thing is, you know, some of them guys that's, you know, already there, you know, I, I know some of them and been around, uh, probably a whole bunch of them. And just to see my name up there with there uh, is totally joy. Mm. Before I let you go, sir, who are some of the people that you would like to thank? Well, first of all, you know, I got to thank my wife. And, and down the way, you got to thank uh, Coach Robinson and definitely want to thank James Hare and, you know, Doug Will and, you know, my coaches in Minnesota, uh, my mom, my father. And, 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 you know, just one more story when I was in high school, um, my, uh, my parents brought my grandparents to a game. And they were so excited at the gang and stuff because they you know, didn't know what football was, never been to a football game. And after the game was open and everything, we had won. And I went up to them, you know, to give them a hug and kiss. And they say, oh, you just like a rabbit. You just be here, just be there, just here, there. I said, wow. So it's a whole list of people, you know, even my children want to thank my children and, and, uh, my brothers and my sisters. So 
Yep, and you know, um, my grandkids look at me now, and you know, a lot of times they don't understand, you know, things I have done. But you know, the older they get, they understand a little bit more. So you know, I appreciate them too. That's amazing, sir. Well, Mr. White, we can't wait to celebrate your excellence right here in Canton, Ohio, Labor Day weekend, and we're so looking forward to having you here. Mr. White, Mr. Sammy White, right here on the mission, guys. Let's give it up. Can't wait Thank to get you there. <laughs> All right.